everybody, and welcome to it. It is episode one of Yakking It Up at State right here on the Doug Wang Network, online at onthedln.com. Yours truly, Doug Wang. Normally, I'd be in Yakima, but I uh, got a nice, nasty cold uh, coming off of the regional round, so I'm stuck back here at home. And uh, you'll have to bear with me as my voice is not going to get any higher than this, or I'm going to start hacking and wheezing, and I may still nonetheless. But all that aside, we thought we would, well, put a little mini podcast together and let you look back at what would be the quarterfinal round, the Thursday games, uh, for the five Whatcom County teams participating in 1A and 2A State in Yakima at the Sundome. Coming up, you'll get an opportunity to hear from coaches Brian Roper for the Linden Boys, Brady Bomber for the Linden Christian Girls. We'll also chat with Ted House, who's covering things for NWCAthletics.com, and Eric Trent, who's covering things in the Sundome for the Linden Tribune. We'll start things off with a rundown of the scores. We'll go in chronological order of how they were played out on Thursday. It started off really well for the Whatcom County squads. It was a victory for the Linden boys, 52-40 to over Columbia River. Leading the way, Clayton Whitman with 22 points, 14 for Christian Zamora. The Linden Christian girls would also roll to victory in the quarterfinal round. They knocked off Elma rather handily, 55-25. to Isabella Hernandez with 16 points in the victory to lead the Lynx, 9 in the contest for Riley Dykstra. The Meridian girls fell to Medical Lake in the 1A ranks, 41-33 in a game that was close all the way down until the final minute of this one. Jolie Sipma, your high point score in the game with 12 for the Trojans, but they come up short to Medical Lake. Nightcap games looked like this. Staying on the girls' side in the 2A ranks, the number one seed, the Linden Girls, they get knocked off 52-42, courtesy of East Valley of Spokane. That's despite a game-high 21 points from Keeley Hershey. Three players for East Valley in double figures in the victory. And then maybe the one that shocked everybody the most, and that was number one, an undefeated Linden Christian gets beat up by Kinks, 73-50. to It uh, ends the uh, 31-game win streak for Linden Christian. It uh, puts a halt to their undefeated season and obviously uh, stops them in their tracks as far as repeating as state champions. Now let's dive a little bit deeper into the two boys' games that were played on Thursday. Remember our theme here, less of me talking, more of the guests talking. Got an opportunity to chat with Ted House, who's covering it all for NWCAthletics.com, to get his thoughts on what he saw. We started things off talking about the hot start that Linden had, 14-2 over Columbia River in the first game of the day, only to then be outdone in the second quarter, 20-6, to where surprisingly, Columbia River had the lead at halftime. Yes, they did. Uh, uh, Kobe Elsner got a layup to go, and it was 16-2. to And then over the next five minutes, the Lions went eight straight possessions without a point. And Columbia River just slowly got back into it, uh, hit a three-pointer to tie it at 18. And then um, Whitman ended up with a couple of free throws inside the last minute. But, yeah, Columbia River ended up taking a two-point lead at halftime. 
It was a very different story in that third quarter, and you could see it right from the get-go. Clayton Whitman got a bucket on their first possession to open up that second half. They would eventually stretch things out 18-7 to in that third quarter. But what I really saw there was the size and, and the strength. They out-rebounded Columbia River 29-16, points in the paint 30-14, to second-chance points 15-2. to they, they, they really established themselves in that third quarter as the bigger team against a good physical squad in Columbia River, but, but no match down the stretch for Linden. Right, and going back to the first possession of the third quarter, uh, Columbia River had the ball, and as soon as they crossed midcourt, Linden went into a quick trap, and the outlet was down the sidelines, and James Marsh jumped the route, stole the ball, hit Whitman. He went in for two, and Whitman would end up scoring 12 in the quarter. Um, and when they were able to race up and down, they really did well. Uh, Coach Roper, after the game, said that Columbia River never plays zone defense, and they had a single point, uh, kind of like a 1-2-2 two, two with the, the top two spread pretty wide to the wings. And Lennon had a lot of trouble finding the lanes in that, their half-court offense. But when they were able to rebound or get a steal in transition, of course, that's, that's every, every team's go-to. But Lennon's especially good at that. Talking with Ted House from NWCAthletics.com from the Yakima Sun Dome. Uh, it was a victory for Linden over Columbia River, 52-40. to 40. 22 points for Whitman, 14 in the ball game for Christian Zamora. Zamora got them going early, and then Whitman in that third quarter. And then the rest of the, the cast kind of really well spread out with mainly the starters getting into the scoring column. That's right, and... One important play was Blake Silvis at the end of the third quarter. Um, Columbia River just hit a three to kind of get the game back to six, and it may have ended the quarter that way. But Silvis raced up the floor, and he was able to draw a, three, uh, a foul on a three-point shot. It was kind of a desperation heave. No time on the clock. He went and stroke three free throws, got the lead back up to nine, and then they built on it from there in the fourth quarter. So, Ted, it is a victory here for Linden. They will move on. They'll take on Pullman in the semifinals. You've got to look at Pullman earlier today. What does this matchup look like to you? The, the league they play in, uh, the Great Northern, is um, it's a pretty physical league. There's not many teams in it, but uh, Clarkston and Pullman have dominated that league for years. They played each other. Today was their fifth game, fifth time playing each other. Clarkston had won three. Pullman got the most important one today, though. They're not a very big team, but they're more physical than they look. Um, I know Coach Roper's leery of this group. They play tough defense, but they really don't have anyone that jumps out to me as being someone who's going to go off for 30 points or something. I, I think this is a game where, you know, Lennon, you know, they've been here a day now. Sometimes it takes your legs, you know, a while to get into, get used to these surroundings and everything. Uh, I think they're going to be okay tomorrow, but you know Pullman's certainly certainly a really good team, and Linden's still going to have to play at their best. Let's take a look at the matchup in the quarterfinal round between Linden Christian and Kings. Huge upset here, but 31 straight victories comes to an end. Obviously, a chance to repeat comes to an end for the Lynx, and this was one where Kings came out hot, shooting from long range. They got the lead, and they really never looked back. The lead hovered around 20 points for much of this contest. <laughs> It was amazing the way they come out, came out on fire. Um, two freshmen really hurt the Lynx in the first, uh, first half. Tyler Linhart, the 6'5", 
kind of a wide body. He's got a low post game. He's got a three-point game. He got him going early. And then another freshman, Jordan Hansen, was four for four from three-point range off the bench in the first half. He ended up with 15 for the game. Linhart had a 19. I thought the a huge part for Kings, they were leading uh, uh, by, what, 15 at halftime? They came out and hit two more threes at the start of the third quarter, and that was really Lennon Christian's opportunity to get back into it. From there, it just snowballed, went up over 25. and it, it, uh, Kings' offense and defense um, was just amazing tonight. Uh, defense, they had a, a small point guard in the chest of Bajima all night long, and then every time he'd get the ball, they'd run a, a bigger guy at him, and they would just dare anybody else to shoot. Yeah, I thought their spacing was really good on both sides of the floor, obviously, and chasing after Bajima. They always had a second defender on him, as you mentioned, as soon as he caught the basketball. But offensively, they did a really good job of spreading the floor, uh, working against the pressure when they came across the half-court line, and used their size to the advantage to kind of pass over the top. A lot of uh, diagonal and cross-court passes kind of reversing it to keep away from Lyndon Christian and giving them open looks. That's a great point. They're, they have several guys, you know, 6'4 to 6'6 six, six on the floor, throw the top of traps and things like that. Their spacing was great. They're all very strong with the ball. Um, they, I saw Kings play Linden earlier in the season, and, you know, I, I saw great things. From, I knew Kings would be here somewhere. I didn't, you know, know they'd win a game like this, but certainly talented, fundamental, long. They play great defense. Um, right now, this is their tournament. Jaden DeBoer, biggest storyline really for Lyndon Christian. They had a couple of opportunities there where he got hot hitting some threes to try and get them back. Obviously, it was not enough. He ends up with 15 performance and obviously a losing outcome here for the sophomore. He went in. Uh, my feeling is that Kings was leaving a couple guys open for any three-pointer they wanted. Uh, Jaden's a good three-point shooter. So he got a lot of minutes, um, more minutes than he's had in the postseason. He was left wide open on the wings to shoot. He'd make one, miss one, make one, miss one. He was, you know, doing okay for himself, but he wasn't going to be able to, to beat the Knights, you know, on his own. Um, he ended up taking 13 three-pointers. He hit five of them. That's a pretty good night for 15 points. But this, um, Luke Boss uh, had some trouble. He was five for 12 overall, but only one for seven from three-point range. And the big thing to me was Cole Bajima only getting seven shots from the field, made one two-pointer, and just four points on the night. So it's Seattle Academy now. It's a loser-out contest. It's 12-15 on Friday for Linden Christian. And obviously, they've taken on Seattle Academy before. Uh, they've beaten Seattle Academy. Uh, Christian Caldwell, when I talked to him after the regional, said, hey, we got a little bit of a scare from Seattle Academy. So it won't be an easy task in continuing on, but also maybe the biggest thing is kind of to try and shake this one off. Number one team that everybody kind of ear had earmarked in getting to that championship game. Right, and for a senior team, this is the hardest game to get back up for a, a loss today or a loss in the semis. We got to get all those seniors. You know, we go, we got to come back. We got to do one more. Um, sometimes you get a good performance. Sometimes you don't. Um, I'm confident in the LC guys. They're, they don't want to have tonight be you know what they're remembered for. They're be their last game. Uh, Seattle Academy is going to you know put up a fight. Plus, Seattle Academy saw LC get beat pretty good today, so that's got to boost their confidence a little bit.
my conversation with Ted House from NWCAthletics.com. Sticking with the boys' side of the court, got an opportunity to talk to the head man for the Linden Lions following their victory over Columbia River. That is Brian Roper. We started things off by talking about the big turnaround after trailing at halftime and what they were able to do in that third quarter, get the lead back and eventually get a victory. Well, Doug, we lost momentum, and uh, that's one of the hardest things to get back is to uh... – you know, get make some plays and get some deflections to get the momentum in your favor, and we did that early in the third quarter. And uh, but tip your hat, you know, the Columbia River kids didn't fold; they uh, kept battling and they made some shots. And uh, we knew they were a good team. Um, and so, uh, yeah, this time of year, we're just kind of glad to win in advance. Coach, a big advantage for you guys that were points in the paint. You out rebound them, twenty nine sixteen. 30 to 14 points in the paint, and then 15 points in the second chance opportunities. Your size really came out, especially in that second half. Well, yeah, and size doesn't get your rebounds unless you go get the ball. And uh, I think when we started getting to the rim, um, create some open offensive rebounding lanes and um, by a variety of guys. And so, um, yeah, that was uh, that was a key part of the game. And it's hard to shoot in the dome, and so there's going to be a lot of balls that hit off the backboard and hit off the rim, and so you got to go get them. Let me ask you about that because I've seen that in a couple of games that I've watched here so far. I, I don't know if it's also just because there's a day off when you guys didn't play on Wednesday, but shooting has been off, especially from long range. Is it, is it just a, a matter of still kind of getting used to things, so to speak? That's been a trend I've seen over the years that, uh, you know, the first four games the day before we play, teams are shooting 25% from the three. And um, that's, uh, you know, these are teams of that are good shooters. And so I think it's the probably the nerves, the backdrop, the longer court, the two, three-point lines, the good defense, you name it. Um, the teams don't shoot as well. And so um, you can get kind of sucked into that. And uh, we like to say we love the three, but we're not in love with the three. So you got to – you got to be willing to get the ball inside and, and create your opportunities there. Coach, what did you see out of both Clayton and Christian? Uh, 22 for Whitman, 14 for Zamora. Uh, Zamora kind of got started early in this contest, uh, Clayton in that second half, and, and kind of hit the buckets, especially at the start of the third, when you guys really needed to kind of create that momentum. Yeah, no doubt. Those guys are four-year guys, and, um, you know, they've got the look right now that they, uh, you know, want to advance and competitive kids and, I think Christian scored our first eight points, but um, kind of got quiet there for a while. But then he, he started getting to the rim and creating some, getting to the foul line. And, um, you know, uh, yeah, Clayton was really tough in the open court, as he always is. So, Coach, it's the semifinals. It is Pullman. Tell me what you know about uh, your next matchup here. Well, we've played them twice before uh, over the years, one and one. They're a um, well-coached team. Uh, they're going to be a tough physical man-to-man team. Um Really good guard play. I'd say they're, you know, probably will be the strongest backcourt we've played. And strong Max Strong son and Wells is an all-state kid. So um, kind of know who they are. There's not a lot of uh, gimmicks. You know, they uh, they play straight man and and they're pretty patient in the half court and um, they're a very physical team. So uh, you expect to play good teams in the semis and we got one. Hey, coach! Congratulations on the win. Best of luck coming up on Friday. Thanks so much, Doug. That's Linden Boys coach Brian Roper, fresh off of a victory for the Lions, 52-40 to over Columbia River. Time to take a quick break here on Yakking It Up at State. When we come back, we'll check the girls' side of the ledger. 
three games in the quarterfinal round. We'll break them all down. We'll talk to Eric Trent from the Linden Tribune and also the head coach for the Linden Christian Lynx, Brady Bomber, all right here on the Doug Lang Network. You can now listen to On the DLN on iTunes. Just search for the Doug Lang Network. Click and enjoy. Hallelujah! Hi, I'm Doug Lang. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to the Doug Lang Network. We're happy to present this audio stream and hope you enjoy it. If you're looking for great local sports content like scores, news stories, photos, interviews, blogs, videos, and more, then check us out online at www.onthedln.com. It's the online home of the Doug Lang Network, complete with social media links to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Local voice, local teams, local roots. The Doug Lang Network, online at onthedln.com. Local voice. Yes! Local teams. Yes! Local roots. Yes! The Doug Lang Network, online at onthedln.com. Welcome back to Yakking It Up at State right here on the Doug Lang Network online at onthedln.com. We turn our attention to the girls' side of the slate with three games involving Whatcom County teams. It went on during the quarterfinal round on Thursday. Got an opportunity to catch up with Eric Trent, who's covering all the action in the Sun Dome for the Linden Tribune. Eric is a rookie. This is his first trip to the state tournaments. And I had to start things off by asking him how it's all gone for him. How has he been treated? What's it been like that first time around in Yakima? Yeah, my first time here, uh, you know, I didn't know what to expect. It was a pretty crazy day. Two number one seeds fell from Whatcom County. Uh, there's a couple, two big blowout wins. Um, yeah, it, it did not disappoint. It was a good day. All right, well, let's begin with uh, one that kind of went maybe the way we thought it would go, and that was a blowout victory for the Linden Christian girls. They thump Elma 55-25. They get off to a hot start, 17-6 to in the first quarter. Their defense was just stifling. What did you see? Because, boy, oh, boy, they just jumped all over Elma right from the get-go. Yeah, the most surprising stat um, probably for Linden Christian's defense was they didn't allow a single point in the paint to Elma. They just dominated down low. Um, and they held them to, I think it was 19% shooting from the field. They just, you know, bumped all their post players off the spot. Uh, Elma had the 1A Evergreen MVP, and they held her to two points. Yeah, Lynn and Christian dominated. Isabella Hernandez gets 16 points in this one. Riley Dykstra with nine, but like it always seems to be with Linden Christian, they just come after you wave after wave of player. Really balanced, almost everybody that played scored. Just looked like they were in control, really, from beginning to end. Brady Bomber just sent wave after wave of players out there, and there was you know a point where Linden Christian had you know all second string players out there for about five minutes, and they still increased the lead. You know they have two rounds of starters pretty much for their team, and I think it's going to be tough for. Uh, opponents to handle going forward. So now that sets up a matchup with Medical Lake, and uh, we'll get to that in just a second in the semifinal round because we need to talk about Medical Lake and Meridian. That one's 41-33, and actually a little bit closer than that final score would indicate as Meridian had a good chance, made a nice run at the end behind Jolie Sifma and her 12 points. It's 
got close enough, just couldn't quite get over the hump down the stretch. Yeah, Sigma had uh, two three-pointers there in the fourth quarter. Meridian pulled within four or pulled within three with just two minutes to go. But Medical Lake went on, I think, six to one run to end the game, and they did what they did to Meridian all night. They just caused fits for them offensively. Meridian did not look like the same team that they had been all year. Uh, this is the first time they were held below 40 points. Meridian looked great rebounding. They out-rebounded Medical Lake 48-35. The turnovers did them. 21 turnovers in the contest led to 19 points for Medical Lake. And it, it, you're right. They just didn't seem like, I, I hate to say it, like as composed as we have seen them throughout this season. No, and even Mark Gilmore told me, he said that, you know, they were not playing together as a team. They weren't, you know, running the sets. No one was on the same page in that is what it looked like too. They just they were all going in different directions. Nothing none of their shots were falling. They weren't getting the shots that they wanted. To that end, the shooting backdrop seemed to really be throwing not just the Watkins County teams, almost every team. If you look at the stats, the numbers from three point land are abysmal in this one, twenty three percent for Meridian, twenty nine percent for Medical Lake, and obviously not hitting your long range shots makes it awfully tough. Yeah, and that backdrop is it's really something else because, you know, these teams, they don't see that giant black curtain, um, you know, any time, any other time in the year, and I think that definitely has affected the shooting. Now let me ask you here. We know that now it'll be Lyndon Christian squaring off with Medical Lake. It's a rematch of last year's semifinal. We know Meridian will take on Elma in a loser-out game. Uh, first, before we get to the semifinal, Meridian Elma. Now it's the big question mark of who can bounce back the best after frustrating losses. What do you see in this matchup coming up tomorrow? Yeah, I don't. I mean, Meridian's been averaging 55.4 points a game. I just, I don't see them having two bad games in a row. And plus, um, Gilmore said he was going to talk to Brady Bomber tonight and you know get some tips on what was working well for them against Elma. But I think Meridian is going to be able to bounce back from this one. On the other side, Linden Christian, Medical Lake. Medical Lake, they very balanced in scoring. Nobody in double figures, a couple of players with nine each. But, boy, oh, boy, do they have the size to go up against this Linden Christian squad. They got out-rebounded by a smaller, in some respects, Meridian team. Uh, what do you see in this matchup against the Lynx? Yeah, like you said, uh, Medical Lake has the size, and they have the depth, I think, to – to stick with Lyndon Christian. You know, that, it's surprising that they didn't have a single player in double digits uh, against Meridian. Meridian only had the double digit score in Julie Sitma, but I mean, it's hard to, after seeing what Lyndon Christian did to Elma, it's hard to say that they would lose to Medical League. That's the voice of Eric Trent. He covers prep sports for the Lyndon Tribune, and he's covering the 1A, 2A state tournament going on in Yakima in the Sun Dome. We move on the third game involving a Whatcom County team on the girls' side of the ledger, and it's an upset. The number one team in the Linden Lions gets beat by East Valley of Spokane, 52-42. Uh, Linden had the early lead, 14-8, to uh, an abysmal third quarter for them, just four points. It ends up snapping their 11-game win streak, and, boy, this was just one where Linden, they had flashes where it looked like they were going to take over like we've seen all season long. They just couldn't get over the hump, and East Valley kept getting better and better as the game went on. Yeah, Linden actually started off hot. Um, I only seen the first half of the Linden game because then had to rush over to Linden Christian boys. But I came back um, when there was about three minutes left in the game. 
And uh, it looked like Linden not having any post players finally caught up to them. Uh, East Valley Spokane was able to just, you know, dominate down low. And I think, you know, Linden is really missing Faith Barr and Maddie Canales in the post. 39-27, Linden still out-rebounds East Valley because they've just been able to do that all season long. But uh, the shooting percentage just weren't there. Just 29% from the floor for East Valley, 48, almost 49% from the floor. And I think it, it, it fits to me like East Valley, it took them a while to kind of get their sea legs, so to speak. But once they did, as I said, they just kept getting better and better each quarter. Yeah, they were, they were able to disrupt uh, Linden's shooting. And for a team like Linden, it's all guards pretty much. When they can't, when they don't shoot and hit shots, then you know they're not going to win. And I, you know, hopefully they can rebound from that. Keely Hershey with 21 points to lead the Lions. Now they have that quick turnaround. It's 12-15 loser out game against Port Angeles, and you know as well as I do, these are those tough ones for for uh, players to get up for because obviously, especially if you're the number one seed, you got that eye on the prize of winning that state championship. Obviously, that's not going to happen, and. Uh, now it's a matter of kind of having that that resolve to be able to flush a loss and bounce back. Yeah, I asked Keely Hershey after the game, um, you know, how are you guys going to motivate yourselves to knowing you can't win a state championship anymore? How do you guys motivate yourselves moving forward? And she said that, you know, they can still improve on their sixth-place finish uh, from last season. I think that is what they're using as fuel to – keep going in the tournament. My thanks to Eric Trent from the Linden Tribune for joining us here at OnTheDLN.com. Now let's turn our attention to the victorious Linden Christian Links and their head coach, Brady Bomber. Talked to him earlier on Thursday. Started things off talking about, well, a little bit of what we talked about with Eric, and that is that defense that set the tone for the Links in a lopsided victory over the Elma Eagles. Certainly, I thought... Our girls defensively did a really nice job, um, especially early in the game. They got a couple of really strong post players inside, and um, we were able to take away their space and get some stops. And then we got out in transition, and Isabella got some early buckets to kind of get us out front. And um, obviously, you know, it's always nice to get out to a lead quickly. 14-0 uh, points in the paint, 22-6 to six points off of turnovers. It seemed like that confidence was there right from the get-go. You were a taller team, and you guys really kind of took advantage of that against the squad. Yeah, I thought so, too. I thought um, that we needed – it was a big key for us to handle their physicality. You know, they're a really strong, aggressive team that, you know, relies on uh, winning the hustle plays and winning 50-50 balls. And so for us to come out and, I thought, win a lot of those battles um, set a nice tone for us to use some of our height and our skill advantages. Coach, when I look at some of the numbers here, not just your game, but some of the other games, some of the opponents and all that, shooting percentages are way off, especially from beyond the arc. And I don't yeah. know if that's just consistent every year. It just seems really off this these first couple of days. Is that just a matter of, of not enough time on the floor? Obviously, you guys didn't play in day number one. What are your thoughts on this? Because obviously it's nice when you can go inside. You don't have to rely on the outside. Yeah, for sure. I think we all approach the Dome as it's a little unique to shoot, and some people are affected more than others. Um, I don't know how much it matters. I know they flipped the courts this year for the first time in a long time. Um, so the boys are playing on what the girls used to play on and vice versa. Um, so maybe that's an adjustment a little bit. But, um, you know, obviously you want to be able to make some outside shots, and hopefully we can, you know, save a few of them for tomorrow and 
Um, but it's certainly, you watch a lot of games, there are not a lot of perimeter shots going down. And it'll be interesting to see how that evolves as the weekend goes through. Brady, what did you see out of the performance out of Isabella? 16 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 4 blocks. She was kind of all over the place and really set the tone in that first half. Yeah, I thought she came out and gave us great energy. You know, early in that first game, you're always a little concerned as the teams um, played, played, you know, the day before. So they're a little more used to the surroundings, a little more used to what's going on. Um, so for her to come out and get us a couple buckets early to kind of get our, our confidence going and let the other girls see it go through, I thought gave us a really good um, belief as we got into that end of that first quarter. It sets up a rematch with Medical Lake in the semifinal round. Medical Lake, uh, you know, it, it took until the final couple of minutes or final minutes against Meridian before they could stretch that one out. What stands out when you think up, think about going up against Medical Lake again? Yeah, you know, they're, um, they did a really nice job against Meridian. Meridian's a very talented team that's given us a lot of trouble and obviously has beaten us um, before. And so I think, you know, they're really physical um, on the perimeter, they do a really nice job making people uncomfortable. Um, they've got a couple of really skilled wings. And, uh, you know, they're different than last year with the Noble Grill not being there. But um, some of that, I think, now the ball is moving a lot more. It's not so focused on one person. There's parts of that are more difficult to defend, I think. And so it'll be, a, it'll be a great challenge for us. You know, hopefully we can, you know, come out there and execute a few things and give ourselves a chance. Hey, Coach, congratulations on the win. Best of luck in the semis. All right, thank you. That's Lyndon Christian Lynx girls basketball coach Brady Bomber. Our thanks to him for joining us here on the Doug Lang Network. That just leaves us with setting the schedule for Friday. It will look like this. It begins with some loser out contests. We start with the Meridian and Elma girls, 1030 in the morning in the 1A ranks. Follow it up at 12.15, 1A Boys, the Linden Christian Lynx taking on Seattle Academy. Once again, 12.15 at the same time on the 2A Girls Court. It'll be Linden versus Port Angeles at 12.15. Both of those contests are loser-out matchups. That sets us up with two semifinals. In the 2A Boys ranks, Linden taking on Pullman at 3.45. Then follow it up. In the 1A classification, the Linden Christian Girls taking on Medical Lake at 5.30. Well, that puts a wrap on Episode 1 of Yakking It Up at State. Our thanks to everybody that appeared on the podcast. Thanks to you for listening along and our best of luck for the Whatcom County teams moving forward. I've got a date with some cough drops, chloroseptic, and some Tylenol. Thanks for bearing with me in my uh, rather raspy voice. We'll do it all again. Hope to have you listening along right here on the Doug Lang Network, online at onthedln.com.